you not seen that? Hello and welcome. Yes, welcome one and all to a new format inspired by the isolation times that we live in. Mm. Yes. Um, Good this times. This is a new, a new idea from the fan critical team to sort of give you guys some extra content in these, you know, very dull times. It can be very boring out there. Um, and you're probably thinking, well, they're not covering films anymore. What are they doing? They've got so much time on their hands. Well, yes, we do. Well, Worst of Netflix is coming back, for one. Yeah. And secondly, this is the new uh, format, which is called How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That? Yeah. Uh, and the way this works is there, there are certain films in everyone's locker that they are ashamed to admit that they haven't seen, be it because the film is, you know, very well critically acclaimed or because it's just a massive uh, pop culture hit. Some lockers um, are fuller yeah. than others. Yeah, some lockers runneth over, Gareth, runneth over. Uh, and that is Gareth. He is joining me this week. I'm your host, Len, and I'm joined um, from another Melbourne resident, Gareth Evans. Say hello. Hello, mate. It's weird that we're full naming yeah. people. Yeah, well, I figure... Alex you know, Leonard. Yeah. Full names. Mm. Full names is the way we're going from now on. Um, so we've been we've been covering a show called Westworld, <laughs> yep. right? And you know, be as it may, it may not be great this season. Let's let's face facts. I mean, mm. it's on a bit of a downward trend. However, we're still trying to have some fun with it, and uh, we love the sort of world building and the sort of sort of oh, the genre. It looks and some of the it elements. looks great, yeah. and some of the atmosphere is amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely, exactly. So we love all that. Yeah. So we thought, okay, and we, when we do the when we do the Westworld podcast, you know, there's certain times where me and John, um, who also does the Westworld podcast, is just like, I um, oh, this is just like RoboCop that, or yeah. And then Gareth chirps up by saying, "What? You, you had seen it? Let me let me clarify. <laughs> so, um, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the the true the true story, which is, uh, you and I did the preview podcast for for this season's yeah. Westworld. And yeah. uh, so absolute shambles. We, yeah, it was a shambles. <laughs> we would we would merry, and um, that's fine. But there was a moment in it where you said, uh, based on the trailer, you're like, "Oh God, yeah," and it's it's just like Ed, um, Ed two six zero or whatever he's called, Ed two zero nine, yeah, yeah, big boy from big boy. Uh, from RoboCop. And of course, you know, we're doing a podcast about Westworld, and if you're on a podcast about Westworld, you can probably yeah. assume. You've watched RoboCop. So I just laughed along at the time and went, yeah, oh, God, yeah. Faked it. Oh, my God, Absolute he is liar. like Ed Edward. And then it yeah. came up again, um, I think maybe in episode two of Westworld. Uh, luckily, John was there as well, so he could chuckle along and I could just be quiet in the yeah. background. Um, but I did decide to come fraud. clean. I did decide yeah, to come clean fraud. and admitted You're to fraud. you that I hadn't seen RoboCop. Now, it, yeah. what I will say, I think... You've foreshadowed this. Where we, everybody's got their own skeletons in their closet, and everybody's yeah. got movies that they should have seen. I know yours, for yeah. example. I won't spoil yeah. it because well, we're doing that in a few weeks, aren't releasing we? Releasing so, that soon. So, yeah, yeah. But um, we've all we've all got them. And for me, Robocop is something that I have always known lots about. Like I know the story. I know I, I knew the famous yeah. Cop brutality Robocop. Yeah, I even played the game on the Sega Master System. Great I had, game. Had Robocop. Great game that. Yeah, um, I love that game. Yeah, it's it's, it's very good. Um, I remember thinking that he moved kind of weirdly uh, in the game. Yeah, and yeah, I've he since moves weirdly in the film. It's because he moves weirdly in the film. 
Um, so there you go. You know, it's it's something that I knew a lot about. I just hadn't seen the film. Well, we all have them. Just to officially announce it, if you haven't realised yet, the film we're going to be talking about is the 1987 RoboCop. Don't even think we're talking about the 2014 version. Load of shit. Okay? So we're talking about the 1987 version. 1987 version, lovely, because that is the year of my birth. So uh, it, it resonates for me, this film. Just warming, uh, up, and this, this warming is, up for yeah? the year of my birth. So. Well, yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes says this of uh, the 1987 Robocop. Uh, this is the synopsis. Uh, it goes 89% by the way, mm. so pretty high. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, while over-the-top and gory, Robocop is a surprisingly smart sci-fi flick that uses ultra-violence to disguise its satire of American culture. Mm. Right, so um, I think that's pretty much hit the nail on the head. Now, talking about Year of Birth and 1987, so I first saw Robocop, and this is going to... This is a bit mental. So my parents... My, well, very close. My parents... Um, were not very good at like you know like certificates of age and films parenting. they just let me watch anything they weren't very good at yeah, parenting which, pretty much yeah. uh so basically when i was five um so we're talking 1992 um i remember this is one of my first ever memories of films ever right see uh, my, the, the only memory of a film before this that i have is Land Before Time, which is one of the best <laughs> cartoons of all time right yeah so i had a vhs of Land Before Time spectrum, yeah I had a VHS of Land Before Time. And I remember we were out at like a car boot because my mum and dad love car boots and my nan, they love car boots. So we always go to car boot. Uh, a yard sale, if you will, in mm. America or something like that. And uh, I saw Robocop. My mum didn't know what Robocop was about or whatever. Had a, clearly had an 18 little sticker on it or rated R in America. And uh, I was like, mum, can I have that Robocop film? And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. She used to just, be quite nice and buy me like vhs's and stuff and back then it was vhs and i remember being on my own in the front room and my parents went there and i was just watching this film and my mum walks in as um alex uh, you know murphy is getting absolutely blown to pieces And I'm just sitting there watching it and this guy's losing yep. limbs with shotguns, everything. My mum just runs over and she's like, Alex, what the fuck are you watching? Yeah, she dealt with it dealt with it in her usual PG friendly way as yeah. well. So, so she's R rated as well. Yeah. And um, then she just actually, believe it or not, let me watch the film. Uh, five years she old. She didn't stop you from that point? No. No, That's I think mental. I cried and threw a little tantrum and I got to see it. So Robocop for me is actually one of my first memories of film. And ever since then, uh, that scene has stuck with me in my brain forever. Mm. And not only that, like, just I, I literally love the film. Uh, I've probably seen it like probably like 15, 20 times in my life. Um, so can it, I, it holds a special place in my heart. Can I, can I put that in some perspective? When mm. I watched it, because um, yeah. I did watch, I have watched it now. I've ticked it off my list. Because he has watched it. That's the yes. idea. Yes. 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 Ticked it off now. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, watch more films than you in a way now 
I was watching it and I thought, thank God I told my wife not to watch this with me. Now, she's, yeah. a, she's a fully grown 31-year-old woman. Adult. Um, she's yes. an adult. And, I, and I, was, I was relieved that she wasn't in the room watching it because I thought yeah. this is too much for her. Yeah. You're a five-year-old yeah. fi- five child girl at the time some yeah some people wonder why i've turned out like i have maybe that moment uh, <laughs> this viewing is the reason for that um well so, you also watched ca- um you also used to watch like uh child's play and stuff didn't uh, you? that that five. literally did traumatize me i saw child's play when i was also five uh, and that i didn't actually watch that through my parents buying me the tape my parents watched it um and I sort of snuck and watched it to watch some scenes whilst they were watching it. And I had nightmares for years. But anyway, onwards and upwards. Um, let me just run through the quick plot. Um, not really like a plot. I'm just going to set the scene. So it's a dystopian future, Detroit, on the verge mm. of collapse due to the financial management and high, extremely high crime rate. Like, it's insane. Um, you know, there's a mega corporation involved called Omni Consumer Products, OCP. Uh, and they're called OCP through the film. And they run the... De- the police department they own hospitals they're trying to build um i think it's like delta city or new delta or whatever mm-hmm. they call it like this new, new utopia they've got a vice president who's an absolute dickhead called dick jones um and <laughs> dickhead basically jones. you know they're they're in control of the city uh, and they're trying to make profit from anything that they can including the police force uh, and they also work in conjunction with crime organizations to try and drive profits where they need them etc in comes Alex Murphy and his partner, Lewis, uh, who is a girl. I think it's Anna Lewis. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, uh, they, you, they, they, yeah, they team up on a mission to go and, uh, you know, stop some, uh, I don't know, crime guys. Like, And it's the main crime syndicate that's working with OCP at this time. Uh, and he gets absolutely destroyed, blown to pieces. I mean, I don't even know how he makes it to the hospital, like, to be honest with you, because no. the amount of bullets that man takes point blank range it's a brutal scene it's um it's so brutal i mean it's it's unreal i'd seen the um it. i'd seen the the family guy sort of yeah um piss take of it and uh, yeah it's like uh, so I, I knew i knew that something brutal was was happening yeah. but oh my word <laughs> it was it was so like visceral as well it's so visceral um so that happens to him and to save him you know, they, they they turn him into a RoboCop, essentially. Well, uh, this is the thing. I don't think it's to save him, is it? They're, they're sort of doing... Oh, not to save him. They're, no, they're doing it for their own gain. Yeah. Because, you know, the idea of RoboCop uh, is to... He's a, he's basically owned by OCP, essentially. Um, and they're, you, they want to use him to uh, help usher in, you know, this, this new utopia that they're building and stuff like that and to, to stop crime where they need it stopped, essentially. Mm. So there's lots of like sub-threads going on. You know, you've got, you know, you've got Robocop or Murphy retaining some of his human emotions, but basically just a cyborg now. And it's hard for him to think about his family and his wife, you know. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. It's actually very in-depth. And at the same time, you've got this media circus uh, through advertisement and uh, news stings running through the film, doing the world building and also sort of, I don't know, just giving you little extra nuggets of information, which I think are excellently placed. Um, so it's 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 an absolute classic. Mm. Uh, what were your impressions of it, Gareth, of, uh, after having seen it for the first time? Shall I, shall I give it a, a blueberry score? Or? Yeah, let's blueberry it. I mean, I'll tell you off the bat that I give it a five blue mm. because it, it, I saw it when I was five. So I gave it five. I saw like a count to five. But no, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> um 
And some things haven't changed, so... And some things haven't changed, it's true. Mm. Always the same. Um, yeah, so, you know, like I said, it's a <clears throat> it's a film that I was uh, definitely exposed to, like, within pop culture. I, I knew lots about it, um, so there wasn't too much that surprised me in there. But what I will say is it's it did surprise me how... How good a film it is, yeah. if you know what I mean. Like I, I thought I knew it was going to be fun, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I know it's a popular film, but I, th- I thought that it was in kind of a like a B movie, kind of cheap, um, kind of you know, like ridiculous yeah. way, and and it, it wasn't really. It was, um, it, it, it was actually like that. That uh, Rotten Tomatoes synopsis said it is a very in depth movie, and it's. I took it as I was watching it. I took it a lot more seriously than I thought I would. Um, yeah, I was really impressed. I think um, uh, some of the maybe the the very last scene feels quite rushed. Um, I love the last scene, but we, 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 yeah, yeah, and I mean, but it is amazing. Yeah, I, it, great. I mean, it's just a little bit like, oh, and we haven't wrapped this bit up. Um, okay, done. And so they do it. We'll talk about it. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, overall, really good film. Um, I'm very glad I've seen it, and I'll definitely be watching RoboCop two um, yes. sometime soon. Um, Not a classic, but it's actually okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't watch RoboCop three. That's the rule. Don't watch RoboCop three. Just watch RoboCop two. Okay. Um, Although there are some terrible scenes in RoboCop two, but it it's still okay. Okay, I believe um, in it. I, I will. I'll make my own mind up. Um, I'm going to give this four blueberries, and uh, and I will just quickly explain that there are these four blueberries out of five possible blueberries. So it's a very high score, um, as ever in our system. You can't have halves. If we could, yeah, perhaps, why didn't so it get I think a, about why that. Didn't but, why uh, didn't it get a five? It didn't get a five because I think narratively, the the narrative arc is a bit weird. That's that's my only. What do you mean? How's it weird? In terms of the pacing of it, like I said, the okay. last the last scene feels like it should be quite important and just occurs um and then and then the credits roll mm. it's like yeah i love it's, that it's like you know game over and then he's like oh yeah thank you and then credits roll da, 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 da. i love that but anyway here's <laughs> what it is um okay so i think we should talk about uh the satire involved in the film and then we'll move on to some of the, the best moments and quotes, if you will. So I think what's amazing about, you know, Robocop is obviously it's like targeting big business and capitalism in America. And that was sort of the, the, the idea that, you know, saying about this oversaturation of um, not capitalism, but this big business in general. Privatization. Taking, and- privatization, exactly. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. And um what I actually really enjoyed about it is although that's going on and that's the obvious storyline, I mentioned these adverts before, it has this always on media culture um, that was definitely rising to prominence sort of in the 80s yeah. Um, with like these news, you know, when news channels started running around the clock, you know, mm. uh, and started, uh, and to be honest with you, fake news. Like, and this film is littered with those sort of ad breaks media updates you know there's uh, some lines in there like the new uh, the program media break give us three minutes and we'll give you the world and that covers things from like nuclear threats war um all this sort of stuff all and in three just, minutes just, all in three minutes they'll give you the world gaff they told you um and it's just it's just like these things like they're glossed over 
You know what mm. I mean? Um, to try and shovel, you know, different pieces of information to the public and the viewer. But what they also do, as I said, is give you an impression of this world that people are living in. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they give you because obviously, yeah, we're in a slight future here um, and it's giving you these impressions. And what we've always loved in Westworld, in Watchmen, in all these other podcasts that we cover is world building and Blade Runner and Blade Runner. And this allows you, you know, the director and the film to breathe, break up moments of tension with moments of levity um you know it's dark humor let's be honest um but did you did you like those ad breaks yeah i did li- yeah. i did like you say um i i'm a i'm a sucker for uh for well thought out and developed visions of the future um yeah i i love it so much and um it's it's one of the reasons that I'm still really enjoying Westworld, even though I'm finding yeah. the actual episodes kind of dull, is because the the world building's great, and I love I love seeing that. Um, and it's the it's the little touches, isn't it? Like the the adverts that are, are recurring and um, have become part of the pop culture within the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that don't exist in real life, um, but well, they do now because of RoboCop. But they're just there, you know. I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, yeah. it's like a catchphrase that everybody in yeah. that world would know. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's so cool. I, I I really like it. It's um a good good layer to the movie. Yeah, and that's why I think this is a five blueberry film, Gareth, just because I think it's so clever. But yeah. let's run on to some 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 moments. So we've talked about Murphy getting butchered at the start. Um, one of the most disgusting things. I've seen and as I said for reasons of age uh, stuck with me my whole life um, <laughs> let's move on to uh, let's move on to Ed 209 someone who we've talked about a lot in the Westworld podcast because we believe uh, the new sort of drone giant drone robots to be very similar to Ed um, Ed does have his limitations though. oh he does yeah, um, yeah. it's got many what, strengths yeah, many strengths. One he's got particular like, rocket launcher, minigun. <laughs> yep. He's got a cool little noise, which I'll insert here. Yeah, cool noise. Nice. Um, and, and, you know, I quite like the fact that he's got these different little noises that he makes and it makes him seem like a giant guard dog in a way. Like, well, you know what I mean? I I love, I I agree. Like, he, he's got a little personality, doesn't he? Um, yeah, but a scary one, but yeah. I love it. You, you get the impression that, you could put an entire country's arm, armed forces up against him, and and he yeah. would he would be able to take them all out, and they would be like, "Quick, try the nuke!" Oh God, that's not working. Get the helicopter to drop a bomb on him. Oh no, that's not working. Yeah. The one thing, yeah. one thing that can defeat Ed two hundred nine. Yeah. yeah, stairs, stairs. Quick, Big everyone, time. go downstairs. It, it's a major design flaw, and I'll insert the noise of Ed <laughs> 209 falling now. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's uh, it's oh, hilarious. It's uh, so the thing good. that I love about that scene is that Robocop is essentially fucked. Yeah. Like he's, he's on the way out. Um. Because he's discovered at that point that he's actually 
got some hidden code, very Westworld as well. He's got some hidden code within him mm. that says that he can't hurt any senior members of OCP. And that is Vice President Dick, whatever his face is. Dick Jones. Uh, Dick Jones. Dick Jones. I'm Dick Jones. I'm Dick Jones. Uh, he is such a prick. But uh, anyway, so when Robocop falls down some stairs and Ed 209 tries to follow him, Ed 209 just looks at the stairs for a little bit, looks at his little foot, looks at his stairs, looks at his little foot, goes, I'll give it a crack. And down he tumbles. And he's then he's the screams, man. The oh screams from Ed 209, like, Eah! I'm just cracking up. It, that is B-movie it's stuff. So it's hilarious. It's... it's hilarious. Um so yeah, Ed 209. And then obviously the only other thing that can take him out is a rocket launcher straight to the head. Um, very Resident Evil final boss that, like just one shot, dead, doesn't matter. Um, so that was pretty cool, Ed 209. Mm. Um, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> you like those? You like those little adverts? Yeah, they're great. They're yeah. so good. They are great, aren't they? That guy is an absolute worm. Absolute oh, slug man. Such a sleazebag. And, yeah. So I remember first seeing that and, you know, like when you're a kid and you see that, you're like, you don't really understand what's going on. But then obviously as you grow up and you start watching those adverts, like, Jesus, man, what is this? Who is this fat slug character who's just a gross, he's horrible, man. And um, what's he referring to as well? Like, what's he buying for a dollar? The the women. Yeah. Like he's treating women like, I don't know, this dystopian future, obviously, where the crime's really high, probably sexism's through the roof, especially considering this film was made in the 80s. You know, I'm just saying, there's probably a lot of stuff going on there. I mean, uh, however, the quote is hilarious and it gets used multiple times throughout the film, especially when the criminals go on a little crime spree and they steal that cool car. Remember that car, that sick car that he steals and that massive gun? Yep. That massive gun, that massive gun. Brilliant stuff. Um, and he would buy that for a dollar. A bloody would. good price. I'd buy it, if for, anything. Buy it for $10. Um, let's talk about uh, the uh, one of the best and most disgusting things I've ever seen. And I remember this because when I was watching the film for like a second or third time when I was a bit older, um, I was eating some beans on toast, baked beans on toast. <laughs> and Classic. This put me off baked beans on toast for a while. It's the scene where like it's towards the end of the film and Robocop's, you know, He's been shooting his baby food to to try and get his aim back and that. And then he gets sort of ambushed and they all go and try try and take him out. Um, but he drives uh, into a bottle of like nuclear contaminated waste and ML. one of the guys ML. is stuck in the back of the van. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's this scene where he just comes out the back of the van and it's just disgusting, man. <laughs> He's just melting and... He is Meltman. Help, he's just, help he's, me. <laughs> like that, like that. It's terrifying. And, and honestly, it's just disgusting. And I remember eating my food and there's like feeling very sick at that time. And then like Robocop just dri- or his mate drives into him. Um, it, <laughs> his mate is like... And then he drives through him and he's just splatters everywhere. It explodes. Like, oh, it is uh, is honestly one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. But uh, a great, like a great moment. That was a great moment. I loved it. Oh, it's unreal because that guy is such a prick as well. Like he is one of the worst guys I mean, ever. The the bad guys in it are so like hateable. They're so eighties oh. bad guys. Like yeah. not a single yeah. redeeming feature amongst no. any of them. 
Um, yeah. One of them, uh, Leon, I was um, I was surprised to see him because I've I've been watching a lot of uh, Twin Peaks, um, yeah, which is Classic. is an amazing show, absolutely incredible. I love it so much. Just by the way, um, you know, David Lynch at his at his peak. <laughs> Yeah, it's Twin Peak, um, and yeah. he plays uh, Leon. The guy who plays Leon is um, Leland Palmer in Twin Peaks, so he's like a key part mm. of this TV show. And mm. then he's just he's just playing one of the rocking up one, one of, of the bad guys. guys here. It's sure there you go. Weird. Um, so that's a great scene. Um, and I thought we'll talk about the end scene because you think it's sort of tacked on at the end. Um, but basically, the idea is he's taken out um, what's his name, Bodica. And he's been trying. He's already tried to take out Dick Dick Jones because he realizes that Dick Jones is actually the head of this crime syndicate uh, and, and using these guys to to do his bidding. And obviously, his code overwrote him the first time, and he couldn't shoot. Yeah, he, he went a bit mental. Um, and then this to me works because it's like you've got to cut the head off the snake. He's just got to go do it. Uh, and once he, he's killed Bodica, he goes to the fucking, he just goes straight to the board meeting and he gives it a go. But he's realised that the only way to do it is to get, you know, permission. Well, right? or, or not permission, he has to get Dick Jones fired. So he walks I, into the board meeting. See, I, I'm not sure that was his intention. Says what's going on. No, I know. I mean, he's just gone Hail Mary. But like, I like it because he goes to the board meeting, he's there. He's like telling everyone what Dick Jones has done, and turns out some people on the board aren't dickheads. And the best, I just, I just love it where he goes, "Dick, you're fired." Thank you. And then just fucking unloads <laughs> into Dick Jones. Yeah, and then, and I mean, then. And then the best bit is he, he he spins his gun, puts it away in the cool way, and he goes, what's your name, officer? Nice shooting, son. What's your name? Murphy. <laughs> and then the credits just roll. <laughs> I, I mean, as you're saying it, I am appreciating the ending more. Yeah. It's, it is funny. Yeah, it's funny. It is funny. It's great. But it's... I just love it. Thank there's you. A couple, there's a couple... Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. There's a couple of things, though. Like... He just goes, Dick, you're fired. Right. Yeah, so good. Right. I but, love it. But if this is some sort of deeply embedded code and directive yeah. four that's preventing him from killing him, doesn't he need to see yeah. some paperwork or something to say that he's officially been fired? Like, yeah, I yeah, mean, that I hasn't been processed. That, way. Yeah, that hasn't been processed yeah. at all. Send it up to the router that comes back to Robocop. He's like, <laughs> yeah. can you hurry this up? Because <laughs> yeah. trying to get rid of him. Oh, no, we're out, um, of, out of ink. The printer. Yeah. You know, um, and then, as well, <laughs> it's just like... Thank you, RoboCop. And then the credits roll. <laughs> it's, like, it's ridiculous. I love it. It's so good, mate. Yeah. Anyway, it's it, and, and I thought the last thing we could talk about is just because I think it actually is underrated. Is the general soundtrack to this film is unbelievable. just so good it's so 80s it's so like it's it you know i just love it it's robo the robocop theme is one of my favorite themes out there um and i just think it it's underrated no one talks about the robocop theme why not yeah that's you know? that's that's true that is true it's a good it's a good um, track mate but that's cool it's got um 
Yeah, yeah. And Ed's got his own little theme tune, doesn't he? And <laughs> Ed. Here Ed's comes theme Ed. Theme. He's going to kill comes you. Ed. Here comes he Ed. Can't he can't downstairs. go downstairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. The, the classic Ed tune. Um, I think it's aged pretty well. I, I think the film holds up very well. And, and, and I'll tell you what, and this is a sign of all great um, films like this. And it tells you why films these days rely too much on CGI. They rely too much on um, fake special effects. You know, they, oh, we'll fix that in post. We'll add that in in post. Instead of going to the effort of actually using models, animatronics, um, better costuming, prosthetics, because RoboCop holds up because the CGI, there isn't any. It's all practical effects. Ed 209 is a little model creature that they get walking around. You know, uh, RoboCop himself, great costuming, great prosthetics, you know, Films like this hold up so well because they were actively trying to make it look real physically in frame. Uh, and I find films these days like the new Jurassic World, you know, the, the Star, you know, Star Wars prequels before, you know, when they moved away from sort of puppets and animatronics, you know. And if you look at the original Jurassic Park, you know how fantastic that is um, because they use so much animatronics. You, you can tell the difference now. It's, it's lost all believability some of these things but you watch robocop and you're like fuck me that's a horrible detroit yeah. um <laughs> well, these characters I mean, are literally getting blown to pieces and De- detroit hasn't had the best of times in real no. life since so then, I, I think it holds up really well so i think you watching this would have actually felt like this was made a bit later than the 80s i think it's a film that you know definitely holds up well um i think it's compared to i think i think it's got it's got an eighties feel. Uh, I can't quite put my finger on what that is, but not not I'd in a buy bad that for a dollar. Well, maybe, That's what it is. Maybe that, <laughs> um, but like not not in a bad way at all. Like that adds to its uh, to its value, I think. Um, and yeah, it, it it did not feel like a chore watching this at all. I, oh, I it's not fully enjoyed it. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. And, up well. and, and and Peter Weller. Just a quick mention on Peter Weller. Yep. What do you think? Um, think of him. Yeah, well, as Robocop. He, I think he was very good as, as Robocop. It was interesting that the character of Murphy didn't particularly change um, before. <laughs> before nah, the, nah, between... nah, nah, <laughs> nah, it's cool. It, nah, this is what I mean. The film's got levels, mate, because you see Murphy, you get to see Murphy for what the whole of like 10 minutes. And is that is this cool new rookie on the block? You know, he's he's got his cool gun twizzle thing that he does and he retains that and i love these little elements you see those first few moments of murphy and some of the things that he says the gun twizzle thing and you're like oh this guy's cool you know he's trying to do well in the world and he's trying to oh he's dead but the most (laughs) important thing is he retains some of those human elements throughout the film and those memories of his wife and stuff and so i i actually think it's quite a an interesting performance from from Peter Weller, an interesting character. I love seeing these little moments of humanity from him. Interestingly, I, he yeah. he didn't go on to do too much else in nah. in film, did he? he nah. I think we did Screamers, Gareth. Screamers, which is uh, if anyone has not seen Screamers, um, it's basically <laughs> this film, science fiction again. So you might. This is where it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh along and pretend that I have seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just watch it. It's not a worst of Netflix candidate, but it is bad. I mean, actually. I remember liking it as a kid. Once again, saw it quite young. Uh, maybe I was just a Peter Weller fanboy after watching this. Um, but basically, Alien Planet, 
two warring factions and they create these things that live under these robots that live under the ground called screamers and if you were to try and go in no man's land between the two sort of front lines they would go and they would just come and like get (laughs) you from under the ground and then the screamers sort of evolve into like humanoid robots later on and these sort of two warring factions have been forgotten you know by the actual war and they're just left isolated on this planet anyway it's 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 very peter weller that's the only way i can describe it um okay or jan michael vincent you know yeah it's one of those (laughs) (laughs) i need some more jan michael vincent's um, so how many yeah, quadrants have you got? Because you can't have more than two. Jan well, there's Michael two Vincents. two quadrants and one Jan Michael Vincent, so that's about right. Um, yeah, so that's it. Robocop. Uh, how the fuck have you not seen that Robocop? Uh, oh wait, it's okay. Gareth. I have seen it now. Yeah, Robocop. Good. Watched by Gareth. Um, yep. Validated by Len. So that's I've given you the validation stamp. And at the end of Thank it, you. obviously you've talked about it enough. I can say, yeah, he's definitely seen that and not just watched. The best bits on YouTube, so you get a little stamp. Thanks, mate. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that. Do, do you want to uh, um, do you want to announce what might be coming soon yeah, to this so particular we're get, series? Yeah, we're going to be doing um, my uh, shame closet next, mm. and in my shame closet, there's lots of stuff. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about what's in the rest of it. We're going to talk about this other thing. Um, we're going to be doing, uh, and this is mental. I haven't seen this. Bear in mind, I've now seen every other one because I yep. just watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, just I'll talk now. to you about that in a minute. Yeah, it's good. Um, I'm going to be talking about Quentin Tarantino's first film that I have not seen in full. I've only seen parts of and I never have got through it once is Reservoir Dogs. How the fuck that, have you not seen yeah. that? How the fuck have you not seen that? Reservoir uh, Dogs. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's a bad one. And mm. John's angry at me for that one. Correct. So we're going to be doing that next. That'll be out in a week or so. Um, you know, just look out for it. It's isolation times. We're not having schedules. We're free and easy. Yeah, just we're just releasing things. Free born. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, that one. Mm. So look forward to that. All right. Thank you, Gareth, for joining me. Thanks, mate. It's just uh, fun. Good project. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Good little good little project for us all to do. And thank you, listeners, for listening to our isolation cast. How the fuck have you not seen that? Uh, we'll be back in a week or so's time. Until then, if you haven't seen Robocop and you listen to this, go watch it. Go it's watch brilliant. it. It's very good. Don't watch the 2014 version. If you get time, watch Robocop 2. Do not watch Robocop 3. And make sure you're prepared for Reservoir Dogs next week. Uh, that's my one. Okay? Make your own mind so, up. Watch whichever hey, Robocop you want. Do what you want. You're not, you're not our slaves in a way you're not our robocops you're not controlled by us yeah so do what you want in a way um thanks guys thanks mate see ya uh see ya see ya next week i'll see you at westworld and then i'll see you next week bye see you mate bye